glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Amen? All right. Let's confess the word and and, uh, get into the word. Amen. I am greatly blessed, highly favored. Let me tell you something. It doesn't make any difference how you feel when you, I mean, you don't have to like work yourself up for the confession. Because sometimes, I mean, the devil can make you say, oh, we just going through the motion. And just, oh, yeah, we're saying this. But, but see, we need to keep saying it. And it doesn't make any difference. You might not even feel like what you're saying. <laughs> but you are that way. You, you are that. Because guess what? You are who God says you are. <laughs> you may be feeling really bad. But by his stripes, you were healed. God sees you healed. Amen. And then your body going to line up. All right. Ready? I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. And I don't have my remote. <laughs> love that my father has for me. <laughs> Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I shall not be afraid. Say, I shall not be afraid. Amen. We're going to dive right into it. Fear is a choice. You don't have to be afraid. Psalm 91, 1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. We're sheltered, y'all. One of the the definitions of salvation is safety. We abide, and the word dwell means to sit down. How many of you know we're seated? We're seated with Christ. Man, I tell you what, I'm so excited about teaching today. I'm excited every week. But I'm telling you, this is just so good. We're getting this rooted, getting rooted and grounded in the Father's love for us. The antidote to fear is love. I want to keep saying this as it's a review, but perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love is not your love. It's his love, God's love for you, and it drives out every fear. And the Bible says, it says fear has an expectation of punishment. Okay, go ahead. What, I got a tag? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's the style. That's my style. I was having a tag. Y'all messed my style. <laughs> what was I talking about? For uh, Carla and Shatan interrupt me. 
Fear has an expectation of punishment. And really, this whole thing about COVID and, and you can't buy toilet, toilet paper uh, anymore, well, you can buy it. You got to go to Menards. You know, that's, that's a secret. <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the Kroger's run out, you go get them at the hardware store. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, anyway, that's fear. That's not, that's not COVID. It's the fear behind it that makes people panic to run to the stores and, 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 and get all the sanitizer and get all the, uh, the, the toilet paper because of fear that something's going to happen. And really, the ultimate thing is, the, only, the, 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 the thing that makes COVID, um, again, I respect the disease, uh, but I'm not afraid of it because by Jesus' stripes, you were we were healed. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord. We're saved. I declare Summit Nation. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say welcome, Summit Nation, and all of our guests. And whoever wills to receive this, I declare you safe from COVID. And really, the, the fear is really, when you, when you boil it all down, it's the fear of death. I could get it and die. No, you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I declare that over you. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. See, there are things that we should say. And really, Psalm 91, when you read the Bible, even though this is in the Old Testament, you read it through the lens of the finished work. And Psalm 91 is Jesus all day long. Hallelujah. I feel that. We, see, we got a refuge. He's our, our fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Thank you, Lord. For he might deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. See, we don't, we don't, we don't need to fear death. Amen. He delivered those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. We're free. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death, sickness, disease, poverty, and fear. Say it. Say the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. This is Romans 8, 2. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sickness and disease. Poverty and fear. I'm free. Fear is, a, listen, fear is a choice. I choose not to be afraid. Hallelujah. He will deliver you, not he might. He will deliver you 
Man, we've got 24-hour protection. I'm, I'll show you this right, right here in the Word. I'm not going to be afraid of the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day. Day and night, 24-hour protection. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. See, what, make, what, is, what makes it all, this all work? Believing? You just say, I believe it. Thank you, Lord. And from the deadly pestilence, he will deliver you from the deadly pestilence. Because th 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 this is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness. I will say to the Lord. See, the, the Lord in, in verse 2, if we can go back to that, is Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. This is Jesus. Jesus saves. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4, he will cover you with his pinions or feathers, New King James says, and under his wings you will find refuge. Man, we're going to camp out for here for just a bit, minute. Now, this is, as I said, Psalm 91 is Jesus all day long. Feathers or pinions and wings, okay, point to the Ark of the Covenant. In the New Testament, it says that Jesus is the propitiation for our sin. That's a long word that basically simply means he is our mercy seat. Propitiation means he's our mercy seat. Who? Jesus. So this, he will cover you with his feathers and um, under his wings. Wings and feathers point to the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant points to Jesus. Let's talk about the Ark. Okay, the, the, the Ark was made of, uh, it was wood overlaid with gold. The wood represents his, uh, his sinless humanity. And uh, the gold represents his deity. Covering the mercy, or covering the Ark of the Covenant was what they called a mercy seat. That could be a little misleading because it's really a lid. And, and, and that lid was one piece. It was hammered out of one piece of solid, pure gold. A amen. Now, on top of that seat, it had, uh, I'm going to bring a diagram one day to show you. But I uh, wish I had it now. But, but on top of the, on, on that lid with, was uh, two angels with wings touching on both sides. It was, it was just, all of it's one piece of pure gold. And so the angels' eyes are looking down at the mercy seat, okay, and looking down on the lid. The angels' eyes represents God's eyes. Okay, inside of the mercy seat, or inside of the ark, rather, were three items. There was the uh, tablets of stone, which were the, the Ten Commandments. There was Aaron's rod that budded, and there was a golden pot of manna. 
and they all represented man's rebellion. The, the uh, Ten Commandments represented um, man's rebellion against God's standards. The Aaron's rod that budded represented man's rebellion against God's authority. The golden pot of manna uh, represented man's rebellion against God's provision when he fed them uh, with manna in the wilderness. Okay? All of them were inside of the Ark of the Covenant and was covered with this lid. The angels again looking down. Once a year on the day of the of atonement, the high priest would go in and sprinkle blood on top of that ark. Okay? And this is all, it's beautiful, it's a beautiful picture of Jesus. And again, the angel's eyes represents God's eyes. You know, God can see through everything. He can see through walls. He can see into your heart. But you know one thing he can't see past? The blood. Because man's rebellion, all those uh, items that represent a man's rebellion were, were inside of the ark, but the lid covered the ark, the angels looking down on it, and blood was sprinkled on top uh, or on the mercy seat, glory to God. And so, that, so God didn't see past the blood. Thank you, Jesus. The, the, the blood covered their sins. The good news is Jesus, who is our mercy seat, not he didn't cover our sins. He wiped them away. He eliminated, he eradicated our sin. Praise God. <laughs> Ooh, under his wings, he will you will take refuge. He will cover you with his feathers. So looking at this through the eyes of the cross, thank you, Lord Jesus. He's not, he's not looking at you when you sin. or He's not looking at your sins. He sees the blood. And your sins, past, present, and future, were forgiven on the cross 2,000 years ago. So you don't have to be, be uh, concerned that something you did is going to disqualify you for God's safety or protection. Thank you, Lord. You, you're, you, you have no sin. Man, that's some good stuff. Glory be to God. All right. His, watch this. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. His faithfulness. Now, sometimes people say, well, you know, Pastor, that's, man, you really, uh, I really admire your faith. And, and there are people who, you know, they have strong faith. But, but me, I, I, I don't have enough faith to believe I can come out of the house and, and be free from this virus. My, my faith is just not where you are. Okay, stop. Focusing on your faith. Watch this. Okay, just let me ask you a question. Do you believe that Jesus has faith? Do you believe that Jesus has faith? Now, now listen, I want you to listen. Don't answer too quick. 
I want you to think about this. I want you to think about it, then I'm going to ask you a question. Well, I'm going to ask the question, but don't say nothing. I'm going to ask you twice. Does Jesus have faith to have victory over COVID? Think about that. Do you think Jesus is afraid of COVID? Do you think that Jesus has faith to overcome COVID? All right, now, let me ask, now I want you to answer this time. Does Jesus have faith to overcome COVID? You really believe that? Forget about your faith. Does Jesus have faith? To overcome COVID. Yes. All right, think about this. You know what faithful, faithfulness is? Is that God will do what he said. Watch this. Faithfulness is God having faith to do what he said. So stop, stop thinking about your faith. Does Jesus have faith? Does God have faith? See, faithfulness is God having faith. You don't really have nothing to do with it. You don't have anything to do with it. Faithfulness is God having faith. That he will do what he said, God having faith to do what he said. So our faith is simply trusting in his. In other words, I believe that God, I believe in, I believe in his, his faithfulness. His faithfulness works whether you believe it or not. But I choose to believe that God will do what he said, that God is faithful. I see him standing up against COVID. Guess what? He's on the inside of you. So stop. Does this make sense to you? Stop thinking about your faith and depend on his faithfulness. We just, we, and see, that's what rest is all about. We are resting that Jesus has got COVID handled. This is not about all pastors just strong in faith. I depend on his faithfulness. Faithfulness is God. Say faithfulness is God having faith to do what he said. And we just rest in that. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat in the midst of a storm. <laughs> the disciples were freaked out. <laughs> Amen. They should have just rested in what he said. He said, go to the other side. He didn't say nothing about perishing. Master, we perish. He didn't say nothing about that. He said, go to the other side. Watch this. 
See, this is the this is a grace life. Say, this is the way. Okay, Galatians 2. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. See, my, my old sin nature no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him, and now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. Somebody says, God has faith. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Man, he's living big on the inside of you, if you let him. We live in union as one. We're one with Jesus. Glory to God. My new life, say my new life, is empowered by my faith. No, it's not. She's like, I want you to look, look at this now. <laughs> My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. So it no longer becomes about my faith. And sure, sure, our faith, but I want you to stop looking at, well, I, I just got to build my faith up, and, and, and you, I'm, I'm working on my faith. What you working on? What I want you to do is just, summon nation, rest in his faithfulness. Say, my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who dispenses his life into mine. See, it's him living through me. Does he, only question you need to know about when you're facing uh, uh, COVID, does, does Jesus have faith? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You, uh, let's go on and back to, oh, oh, this is really good. This, I almost forgot this next verse. So that is why I don't view, this is the Passion Translation, by the way. This is why I, I, I don't view God's grace as something minor or peripheral. Grace is major, y'all. This is the way. <laughs> For if keeping the law could, could release God's righteousness to us, we're going to get back to, I'm not finished with the word of righteousness. I got some more to say about that, but we're going to be on this for a minute, and then we'll get back to that series. If keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, the anointed one would have died for nothing. Fear is a choice. You will not fear. And just say that, I will not fear. The terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day. See, this is 24-hour protection, night and day. You will not fear. Thank you, Lord. Um, let me make sure that. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, let me let me let me go back to verse four. It's something I wanted to cover uh, about the shield. His faithfulness 
shall be our shield and buckler. Um, shield and, uh, and buckler. Buckler is a small, round shield for, um, like, close, close contact fights. Okay. It's like you would use a buckler in a knife fight. Okay, so it's like a, a, a very a, a, a small shield. But the shield here, the word shield is really it's a wraparound shield. It digs into the ground. It's a larger shield. It like covers you kind of three quarters of the way in front and on the sides, and you put it into the ground and hide behind it. It's for. Um, large-scale attacks when something being shot at you or launched at you from a distance, like um, rocks are hurl hurled at you or arrows or spears, all right? And uh, so the Bible says that his, his faithfulness, God having faith to do what he said, what is it? It's a shield and a buckler. Now you couple that with Ephesians 6.16. It says taking the shield of faith. And, and, and what's our faith? Just resting in his faithfulness. It's able to quench these launching arrows that's hurled at you. Thank you, Jesus. So the shield of faith, it covers you all around. See, the thought, th th this word shield actually is a, it's what's another way to say it, it's a wraparound shield. Amen. It covers you all around. And that's what happens when you, oh my goodness, thank you. Y'all getting this? This is what happens when you depend on his faithfulness. You're you resting in his faithfulness, that he'll do what he said. So you can walk out of the house. What does this mean in your life? You can walk out of the house bold. See, in the natural, I mentioned this last week, in the natural, um, when your immune system is built up, it's not, it's not that the that the germs and the whatever it is, the, the, the flu stuff floating around, you can be exposed like everybody else, but when your, your immune system is built up sufficiently, it bounces off of you. It bounces off of the cells. And so what I've been talking about for the last three weeks is building up your spiritual Im immune system with the Word of God. The fear of the disease, I'm going to keep saying this, is, is more deadly than the disease itself. And we need to build up our, and that's what we're doing right now. We're building up our spiritual immune system. So much so that it's not like, oh, man, the, the, the disease might hit me. If it hits you, it falls off. When your immune system is sufficiently built up. I don't know how many times I've been speaking Psalm 91. 
Well, you ain't got to keep doing that. Listen, I don't got to keep, I keep saying this. I don't have to keep drinking this water. I don't get tired of it. I mean, I do get tired of it, but I don't. Psalm 91, this is Jesus all day long, man. I, I just I just saturate myself with it. You do what you want, but um, I'm the one that's been, and I, I don't say this in an arrogant way, but I've been given a, an assignment. This is, just not a, this is not just a job to me. I'm up here on assignment, and the words that, that I'm sharing with you um, are for you if you're a part of this body. I'm led to teach on what I'm teaching, and you'd be good to receive it. And th that's how you receive a gift properly. That's how you receive your, pa your pastor properly. And you think about, there must be a reason why he's sharing about Psalm 91 so much. There's a reason why he's telling us to quote this. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to stay here and flat-footed, just wear it out. All right, um, verse 5, you will not fear the terror of the night nor of the arrow that flies by day. Don't be afraid. Jesus, listen to this, Jesus stands between you and the disease. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the first and the last. He is the great I am, the beginning and the ending. The I am stands between you and death, between you and whatever it, whatever it is. Lack, all this talk about the, the economy and things are going to get bad and things like that. Jesus stands between you and lack. Jesus has the final say of your situation. He's the first and the last word in every situation. And he says you win. He says you have the victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When God says he's your shield, that's a covenant oath. See, Psalm 91 is covenant. And when he says he's your shield, it's a covenant oath to be your protector. It's not that he won't go back on what he said. He can't because he's a covenant-keeping God. <laughs> God is faithful to do what he said, y'all. God is not a man that he should lie nor the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, but returns not there, but waters the earth, that it makes it bring forth in bud, that it may supply seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be 
that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it will prosper in the thing where he sent it. He sent his word and healed us. Glory to God. He watches over his word to perform it. He confirms his word with signs following. He can't go back on his word. When your immune system is strong, when, you re when, you, when you're living in the realization that all that God is dwells in you, you're wall-to-wall -wall God on the inside. When you realize that all that God is dwells in you, the arrows come, but they bounce off. Thank you, Lord. Just see your cells. They're very small. Got to look under a microscope to see them. But just picture yourself like blowing up like a balloon. I just want to keep this visual in front of you. And just, I invite you to just close your eyes right now and just see all them co the COVID virus floating around. <laughs> If you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> it don't make no difference. You're not going to scare me, devil, by these pictures and uh, a virus floating around the air. A lot of stuff floating around the air you can't see. Germs, all, all kind of stuff. But guess what? We're building our spiritual immune system. And just picture yourself. Yourselves like a big old balloon, and then that arrow coming your way, the arrow of the virus, and just hitting that balloon, that cell, and bouncing off. I'm talking about spiritual immunity. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all feel that? This is our approach to life, dwelling under the shadow of El Shaddai, who is the breasty one. Amen. Fear not, in the Bible, is a command, and it's a choice. See, you have the ability to choose whether you're going to live in the gospel. The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. See, this COVID's floating around. Can't see it. It's in darkness. But we're not going to be afraid of it. I shall not. There's no stronger word like for like shall not I mean that that's a strong assertion there's no stronger assertion you can make in the English language I, I will not I shall not I shall not be afraid of this pestilence that walks in darkness nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday <laughs> the children of Israel when God delivered them from the promised land and they were 
approaching the Red Sea. They, they, they came to the Red Sea, and God was going to um, split the sea for them so they can walk on dry ground. But, what, but Israel didn't know what was going to happen. They thought they were going to die because the Egyptians changed their minds, started um, chasing after them. And so they're in hot pursuit. And so they're complaining. Now, understand that this is, um, this is a little, a little side note, but this is before the law. And they're complaining. The law is not given yet. And now sin, Romans tells us that sin was in the world before the law. But sin was not imputed um, unless there's a law. Or where there is no law, sin is not imputed. That's an accounting term. It means charged to someone's account. So sin was not this complaining that they did. After the law, they got punished for it. But it's interesting that God didn't punish them for this complaining that they're doing here because there was no law. And sin is not imputed where there's no law. And so they're complaining. Is this not what we said to you in Egypt? Let us alone. Stop messing with Pharaoh and, and all this kind of stuff. Just let us alone. We are, we, we're good. <laughs> I don't know about some people why they, 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 they like bondage. It seems like they, they just like bondage. And the good news is too good for them. They got to work for everything. Y'all know Christians like that? They just want to work. Well, I, just, I think with the stuff we got to do. In order for God to love us, in order for God to be pleased with. No, God's well pleased with you because of Jesus. He that enters rest has ceased from his own works. You cease from working to try to get God to be pleased with you. you. You cease from praying to get God to be pleased with you and say, you know, God will say, oh, yeah, he's, he's praying, so I'm pleased. No, you pray because he's already pleased. You don't read the Bible in order to get God to be pleased with you. You read the Bible to be fed. Because you just want to know more about him. He's already pleased with you. Huh? Well, shoot. If that was the case, we wouldn't, even, we wouldn't even pray. We wouldn't even read the Bible. Well, you just told me that, that what your motive is. Your motive for praying and your motive for reading the Bible if you're trying to do that, to, to, well, I'm reading my Bible and I'm praying to get God to be pleased with me. If, if you're, you just revealed to me your motive. If, if you say, well, if I st stop, you know, if, if, if God is, if it doesn't uh, matter if in terms of God loving me and God being pleased with me, he's pleased with me anyway, whether I read the Bible or not, what's the point in praying? Well, you just revealed to me your motive for doing those things. The fear of punishment. Our motive for everything should be love. 
there's nothing you can do to get God. There's nothing you can do to get God to love you any more than he loves you right now. And see, we just respond to that kind of love. Like I was sharing last week of being drawn and pulled into that, that, that gravity field of his love. And he's drawn us toward himself. And he just, he carries us. He lifts us. He picks us up. And we just float. And according to Jeremiah 33, 3, his love just draws us, pulls us. That gravity pull just pulls us to himself. And we just can't, he can't help but to love him back. We'll close with this. I'm, I'm out of time for some reason. Um, these clocks, they speed up when I start teaching. Is this not what we said to you in, in, in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. I mean, we get three square meals a day. <laughs> for it would have been better. Isn't that something? They're slaves. Egypt, they were a hard taskmaster. They're saying it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. See, Again, it's God's faithfulness. See, Moses is trusting in God's faithfulness to do his, God's faith to do what he said. God didn't bring them out of, of, of Egypt for them to die there in the wilderness. Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Here's what you need to rest in. The Lord will fight for you. Whatever you're facing today, whatever trial, test, situation, the Lord will fight for you. You only have to be silent. Rest in the finished work. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we rest in your faithfulness.